Yeah, so we have a guest today. Her name is Karen. Last name. Shut the fuck up. What is her last name? I really want... I never asked she doesn't want to publish that information? Well, she's going to have to. She's from the hood, you know. The Pilot Boys contract she signed. No. (laughs) Her name's Karen. She's my girlfriend. And I wanted her to be on the pod today because she's from South Central. And the show we're doing today is about South Central. That's the only reason why my Yeah, that's that that's the that's extent the of our relationship. Uh, okay. There's no. no other reason. That's the only reason I'm with her. So you befriended her just so she can come yeah. to the show. Code. Exactly. For from my zip code. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you guys should have like a little theme music. Like I was thinking about doing like Aeroplane by Rachel Chili Peppers. This girl literally it's her first episode and she's she has like better changing. fucking ideas. How dare she, yeah. <laughs> You, Karen, without a last name. (laughs) Karen G, that is all I will say. (laughs) Gomez? Gonzalez? (laughs) Yeah, what have you been up to these few days? Karen G. Anything stick out? Anything Uh, you watch? I caught up on TV. I watched Jane the Virgin, which is still great. That sound, that looked like trash. We were literally talking about this. It's so great, though. Jane the Virgin. It's great. Uh... It's really great. Like, every time I saw the commercials for the first season, I feel like it would have been a short series. You know, I was I was idea. on the same boat, and I watched, like, the first couple episodes, and I, re- I enjoyed like, that. Who's the father? Good. Once you find out who the father is. But I think that's why it's, like, a deconstruction of, like, the novella genre. Yeah, like, it's, it is. It is a de- deconstruction of the novella genre. And that's, like, the whole point of it. Like, once you get past the premise. Do you enjoy novella? It's, like, a family-centered. I think... I think comedy this kind of relates to this show a little bit because mm-hmm. whether or not you like novellas is not the point. Novellas are like a constant for Latino culture. Yeah. Like whether or not you like it, they're there. And I think that's something that this show has, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, I've actually walked in, well, I've delivered when I used to work at this other job. To the Jane the Virgin Studios, and I met the, the so you grandma. Met Jane the Virgin? No, no, no. I met the grandma. <laughs> I met the grandma on like an elevator. The Virgin. I met the grandma on an elevator, and I was like, "Are you a writer?" Because I, I delivered to the writers' room, uh. and she's like, "No, I'm an actor. I'm an actress or actor. I don't remember." And then you she laughed. Like you she laughed, and I asked like these these dudes. I was like, "Is that the the abuela from from Jane the Virgin?" Like, yeah, it is. And I was like, "Gosh, that's so stupid." Is she very important? Yeah. Uh, well. She's the only character that speaks Spanish, like only, right? Yeah. Well, while we were watching the pilot of this, it reminded me. There's like a something that I want to bring up for later that yeah. reminds me uh, of Jane okay. the Virgin. Okay. Um, is yeah. she like hot shit, like Rita Moreno? Or? No. No. no? Well, Rita Moreno is in. Jane she's Virgin, in it. So. Is she really? I guess. So. Oh shit. Oh. She's great. In fucking, I watch her part. She's yeah, great. She's amazing. One day at a time. I watched like the third episode. Oh, Netflix or... wanted to cancel one day at a time. Really? Yeah. yeah. They like. People started a petition to make sure that they didn't cancel it. Oh, wow. It's so good. Yeah, I really like good. it. Even listening to Two Dope Queens, right? Yeah. Are you planning on watching the show? Yeah. What are you guys even talking about? It's already over. It's only four episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just like a four episode well, then, Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's, it's good. So there's a podcast on Thank you. Spotify. It's Two Dope Queens. It's like one of the biggest comedy podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Like Jessica Williams is in it. Great. But mm. I don't know her other... Phoebe? Phoebe Robinson. They're both. I don't, well, I don't, I'm not. Uh, I thought Phoebe that. from Friends was gonna be. No, yeah, Phoebe Robinson. She's a comedian, and uh, Jessica Williams worked on the Daily Show. Oh, uh, okay. And now they do that for the most part. Like okay. that's their constant project. But they each have like their own little stuff. 
Like she was in a movie in Netflix original recently. Okay. Which is great because it, it does a lot for comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, their HBO special is pretty good. I really like it. I went to my friend's housewarming party. That was pretty cool. Yeah. She has a nice apartment. You have to cook for that. Yeah, you cooked. I see you. My food gave me diarrhea, Literally. honestly. Really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I can't tell you're being serious. It no, gave me I'm a stomachache. Like, I, I don't know if it was a... Like that Maybe day. it was the meat. I don't know. We bought it from Costco, so I don't know. Karen, you were there. Did you yeah. get any symptoms? Yeah, no, I like still feel kind of awful. Oh, really? Michelle yeah. told me that like, there was like a thin layer of grease on all her entire uh, house. Yeah. Did you watch anything? No, I'm still waiting for that new episode of Champion. So, how was your weekend? It was cool. Well, I, it's been fucking three days. And I saw you. One oh, yeah, yeah. I started watching Crazy X because Netflix put the third season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which has been great so far. Mm-hmm. Which is a show I think you might like. It's like Glee, but it doesn't suck. It's not like Glee it's at all. It's not like Glee at all. But it's Glee, and it's a musical. It's about something that I didn't think they'd be able to stretch it this far, honestly. Why are you telling about, the like, listeners I like Glee, though? Because you're the fucking bitch. Oh you're a piece of shit. Really you like terrible TV. That. Both of you guys like terrible TV. Wait, no, but Karen. Crazy Exes and Jane the Virgin are great. Did you have a Glee phase, though? Yeah, I was really into Glee. And so uh, you <laughs> serious? I was really into it. I really don't like Ryan Murphy. But American Crime is pretty good. That's the writer, right? Or the creator? He's the creator. He does, like... Everything. He does, like, everything. Uh, he just signed that fucking deal with... Was it Netflix? Yeah, I found. Yeah, he signed like a hundred million dollar deal or something like that, or fifty six million. I can't remember. He worked on like Nip Tuck initially, and then he started doing like American American Horror, Horror Story. Story. There is singing. There, there are a few musical numbers in the on the show. Really? On American Horror Story. I only watched. I know. I've seen American. Never, never, never. Y'all, y'all <laughs> triggering me right now. All right then. So Caesar. So yeah. So I started. I. Started the third season of Crazy X, which I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. And I watched. What else did I that's watch? That's a comedy, right? Yeah, it's a comedy. Uh, not like a drama. It's a comedy. Dramance, drama mance. Yeah, comedy. It's a rom com. Yeah. It's a rom com. All right. But it's I don't know. They they rules. they know how to like stretch something that you wouldn't think would last long, which is like this girl, this woman who is in love with her love interest from like. Middle school? Yeah, like a high school camp. Yeah, but like she commits. Like she's she's crazy, which is like the joke of the show. Oh, okay. But it's like super self-aware. Every time like you mention that show, I keep thinking of the uh, Uma Thurman movie. Everybody fucking does, which is, I mean, I I get it, but it's not. You're dumb. You're dumb for thinking that. (laughs) Isn't that the same name of the movie too? My crazy super ex-girlfriend. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, so today we're doing on, on my block. block. That sounded that so. You guys, yeah. you guys were pitchy. That was. <laughs> that, that didn't seem so genuine. Right, let's yeah. uh, it's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Uh, okay, Honestly. Simon, go. That's Randy, actually. Oh, you shit. stupid bitch. <laughs> Are you going to make out with me like Katy Perry? Oh, shit. What, what, what was that? I saw Wait, it trending. Was that American Idol? Is that American yeah. Idol? Yeah. Yeah. It was just this 19-year-old who like who's it's, awful, but he goes on there to uh, audition. And he's like, yeah, I've never kissed a girl, and I'm just waiting for somebody special. And then Katy Perry's like, oh, well, you know, how about like at the end of his audition, uh-huh. he's like, Katy Perry is like, why don't you give me a kiss on the cheek? 
Oh. And he's like, okay, sure. And then when he's when he leans in to give her a kiss on the cheek, she like moves her her head and like gives yeah. him a kiss in the mouth. That was pretty. Like, that was controversial, right? Yeah. 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 And he's nineteen. Yeah, oh. Because so. I, mean, I saw the gif and he just looked really uncomfortable, but he looked kind of awkward. I just read like the thing where it says that he was not into it and it was like really uncomfortable. Uh, damn, that's crazy. Okay, so today we're doing it on my block. It's a Netflix original. Not NBC. No, we're not doing NBC's time. How many episodes does this thing have? Like 10? 10 episodes, 30-minute show. Created by Lauren... Lungridge? Lungridge? Lauren is accompanied by Eddie Gonzalez and Jeremy Haft. Miss Lauren wrote and directed Awkward, which was, in my opinion, pretty bad television. <laughs> it was pretty bad television. You, you but it was great, yeah. Like, it's like all of the MTV... It's, MTV really loves the trash TV. They're just really bad, TV. really bad TV. It's trying yeah. to compete with the CW, and uh... it just never... Is it one of? It. I wonder if it's one of those things where one of the CW people got fired and they jump ship to MTV type thing. Maybe I don't know. I, I feel like original programming for MTV is not great. It's never yeah. been great to this day. Beavis and Butthead, it's trash. Oh, you think it's? Trash? I think it's trash. I mean, what MTV had like Jackass? That's pretty much it. I like Jackass, and you loved fucking Bam. What's that Bam show? Viva La You were so into Viva La Bam. Like, when I first you met you, you post were... post Viva La Bam. Nah, motherfucker. You love that shit. Yeah. But, okay, so you mentioned Lauren Lungridge, Creative Awkward, and Eddie Gonzalez, Jeremy Hatch. They worked on, like, quote-unquote hood movies. Really? I think, yeah, so that's why I was mm. interested in the show because it's like that, that marriage of the hood persona, like the hood setting with Diablo Cody s writing or dialogue, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like Juno meets like fucking Friday or like mm, Boys okay. in the Hood, which was I thought it worked pretty well for me, and I think we'll get into that a little bit more. But I, was gonna mention I thought just just based on like the creators, you could see that right away. And mm-hmm. Lauren directs the first episode, oh, she does? so you can okay. you can you get a lot of that that flavor of like that that awkward like quirky humor yeah. in the first episode. So this Eddie Gonzalez guy, what does he have under his belt as far as he wrote All Eyes on Me, the, the Tupac movie that did not do well at all. Uh, okay. And then he, he worked on like it. some gang life TV show or something like that. Mm, gang related, I think it's called. I thought it was going to be something. But yeah, so they, I mean, they're, they're not, Jeremy Haft has a little bit more under his belt, but Eddie Gonzalez is relatively new-ish mm, okay. in the game. But anyway, so yeah, so those are the creators. And I think just from a creator standpoint, that kind of stuff disseminates you can yeah. pick it up as you watch it you feel it filter in it, it filters yeah. In. Yeah. yeah it doesn't surprise me that lauren worked on awkward just because the characters on awkward were, were very like fast talking teens let's get into the recap all right so a group of four friends monse ruby jamal and Cesad, are at this party they're presented as outsiders they're not only just outsiders from the school they're outsiders from that that culture yeah. except for Cesad, who's part of the culture Right from the first scene, like it establishes nerds. Yeah. that they're not. But it's not. It's not so much as like they're pariahs or like they're they're nerds because nerds nowadays are different. It's like the logical evolution of what a nerd is now. They're outcasts. Yeah, they're kind of outcasts. <clears throat> so they look at this party. The scene opens up. The first scene is is this party, which I thought was pretty good. It's like this one shot. They leave that party. And after that, it's ten weeks later. Monse goes through puberty and she gets her braces off and is developing as a woman, quote-unquote. 
there's a rift because Cesar has started to be involved in the gang life. And as it turns out, the rumor was that he had slept with Monse. At the end of the episode, we find out that it is true and that the three friends are going to save Cesar from this gang life, which I didn't mind because now it sets it up as like a, a, a heist yeah. or like a rescue movie, and a I rescue that, TV show. Yeah, which I is, actually, I think that was cool. And that plays into making light of gang life. Yeah. The region hmm. in general. Four kids who were trying to traverse through South Central in like a modern context because they're like quirky kids and they're not like super hyper Latino and like they don't enact their Latino-ness or perform it in a way that we're used to, which is why I brought up Dope because I think Dope was one of the first movies that we get where it explores like the dissonance for Black people where it's not... It's not like a, a very specific hyper performance of blackness where it has to be the hood black person. It's like a black person who doesn't always agree with the idea of blackness. And I think we see that with this because they're, they all have Latino elements, but some of them are half black, half Latino. They all speak, they all have familiarness with speaking Spanish. The, the cast was pretty diverse in a yeah, good way, in a way that yeah, I think works. Cool. And I think a lot of that you get from the dialogue and I think you just get it from straight up casting. What, what did you guys, how did that work for you guys? The yeah. casting, the dialogue, the like quirky dialogue finishing. I like the dialogue overall. I just have a problem with, I think I, in general, I have a problem with how Spanish or Spanish speaking households are portrayed in cinema or, in, or on TV because it never sounds natural. Like, you know, like, we grew up in, like, both of our parents speak, speak or speak Spanish, right? And the mom knew English Yeah, perfectly. and, like, in the show, yeah, in the show, mm. like, everybody, like, the parents speak English and, you yeah, know, maybe the abuela. Even the abuela, like, she kind of hinted that she knew a little bit during one of the scenes at the house. And it's just kind of like, yeah. yeah. no, because my grandma would have never picked up the cuss word. Yeah. Because See, she, I think... I think that has to do with the fact that this is a fictional world and we have yet to come to a point where we, we have seen ourselves portrayed on screen the way that we experience it. Mm -hmm. Because everyone experiences the Latino experience differently and it's not the same for everyone. So Coco I loved and that's a very specific sliver of Latino-ness and it's kind of like the amalgamation of all the popular things that are attributed to Latinos. Yeah. And while it was great to see ourselves on screen, that's not the life I I live necessarily. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're nitpicking because, I mean, in Coco, who, what family wouldn't want you to listen to music, right? Yeah, but it's also like, I don't, I, my family never celebrated the other with my Oh, no. My Mine family too. either. Yeah. But that see, was, what, what I did like about this show. We grew up in, in like, well, I did. I grew up here and here it's not like a custom now. Yeah, but I mean, some people do celebrate. But what, what I liked about the show is that, yes, it, de it did seem a little like fake and plastic, the dialogue. I think that's that's just a symptom of sitcoms or like TV shows is like you have to create this fictional world that people think that that's how characters talk. And I think it, it was a little more natural in that they spoke Spanish pretty regularly, but it doesn't have the patina. You know what I mean? Like it's there, but it didn't feel natural. Yeah. Like it, it said natural on the label, but it didn't feel natural. Yeah. Well, and then, Especially wanted... in the households. I'm sorry. Oh. Go ahead. That's yeah. what I wanted to bring up with oh, the virgin. Yeah. Because they also speak Spanish, but only one character on the show speaks Spanish, and that's the abuela. Yeah. She knows, like, no English? 
She's, well, that's her, their gimmick. Yeah, that's uh. their gimmick. It's almost like she's speaking Spanish, and whenever anybody's speaking English, she just naturally understands what they're saying. Mm. I don't know. Like, there's some, like, disconnect on Jane the Virgin. Um, like, it works for the show, but that's because it, it's, like, a magical realism show, and... There's yeah, because I, I I was I was glad you brought that up because I think for Jane the Virgin it is like a magical realism show or like it's set in like this fantasy world of what it is mm-hmm. to be in like a Latino family mm-hmm. or like a it kind of exists in like this suspended animation novella setting. Yeah, and because to me when I watched the the abuela speak Spanish it felt so fake because I was like obviously this lady knows how to speak English. But it worked because, and I think, see, this is what I like about these fusions of like Latinos or like just people of color fusions with traditionally white culture. You know what I mean? This to me felt New Girl meets Another Hood show or like something like Diablo coding, writing the dialogue set in the hood, which to me kind of works and which is what worked for dope for me because it's, it's obviously not real, but I think it gets at this phenomena where people of color or specifically latinos in this case we don't always like traditionally like latino things you know what i mean we liked indie stuff you guys like like pop punk and i think to me presents a more complicated and complex version of what it means to be latino where it's not just like la bamba or or selena or like Mm -hmm. you know we're just going to be in in hood like blood in blood out shit and I, i prefer that but i think i think we that this is where we'll get into like the gang stuff yeah. This was definitely more of the writing problem than it was delivery. What I was? thought the dialogue. Okay, you so you didn't like the dialogue at all. Not that I didn't like it, it's just it didn't feel natural and I just feel like it was, you know, it wasn't written by someone that's from those upbringings. Did you watch Dear White People? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I feel like this is very similar to Dear White People. Like the dialogue is very similar. Yeah. And I listened to this other podcast talking about the dialogue for Dear White People. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how it's hashtag woke politics. Mm-hmm. It's very much geared towards this millennial culture, like this millennial audience, where they're trying to appeal to this fast-talking, referential stuff. There's a lot of references in the show about indie culture. And I, I don't know, to me, I, maybe I'm just a sucker for it. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen it much. I haven't seen like the alt-Latino comedy or like the alt Latinos, that it works for me. It does feel a little synthesized because it's obviously coming from a white woman writing quirky dialogue, but it's just people of color who are saying it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think it's a good step. But okay, we'll talk about like the looming threat. I mean, overall, I think even though it was the dialogue was a little forced, it was refreshing. I think so too. Yeah. What do you think? The refreshing? Or just whatever you Uh, thought. um, Sometimes it was a little typical. I, I was like, oh, another gang affiliated show. See, uh, and that's the that's like the looming threat. Yeah, yeah. that's what we can start. To, we can. It was. It, you can never escape that shadow for Latinos. Like the every narrative that surrounds Latinos always has that con. Especially like at the review at the end, I was just like, oh, okay. See, but doesn't that okay? Isn't that like deconstructive a little bit? Like, isn't that a little postmodern? I get it isn't it isn't. Mm-hmm. Can you escape that? Like the reality like, of gang violence or what? Do no, you no, mean? no. Okay, if that's a reality that still exists in South Central, which we should mention has decreased substantially since yeah, the height of these narratives. If we haven't really had anything that is both trying to get away from it and wants to be localized in it, can you ignore it? You know what I mean? Like, can you ignore the looming threat of gang violence to something that's 
that that's the reality. If you're trying to, I think this show or the next show after this, or someone who sees this and wants to create a show after this, will be able to move away from gang violence because this is a stepping stone. But I don't think, I think it's really hard to move away from it. All right. I don't, I don't, I never lived in South Central. I don't, I wasn't really like brought up over there or anything like that, but I'm sure there's other stories to tell. Absolutely. Yeah. There has to be yeah. other stories to tell. And just because, you know, oh, South Central, just because of violence, just because of gang related, whatever. Yeah. Right. We shouldn't be telling these stories over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. It's just, it's starting to become like a norm or well, it's been a norm forever already. And it's a little, I wouldn't, I don't want to say annoying. Yeah. And it's just like, again, really again, yeah. I thought th- it was a little different with the kids because it's different point of views. So I, I want to get into what was your experience mm. growing up in South Central? Well, I mean, I'm, I agree with Santos in that I'm so tired of, like, the gang narrative. Like, yeah. there, there's so much more out there than gang lifestyle. And, yeah, like, I, I grew up in South Central, but I was very sheltered. I had no involvement. I never actually knew any... I, to this day, I don't think I know anybody... Yeah. That is in a gang or was in a gang. You don't say. Yeah, well, you well, shocker. Yeah. Even though you didn't know anyone, you were constantly. Yeah, yeah. Like it was definitely like in the background of my life. Yeah. Mm, okay. Right. Like there were school lockdowns in elementary school or you know middle school. Mm-hmm. Was there any? Did you ever experience any shootings? Oh. oh yeah. Yes. Yes. That. That too. But like once or twice, you know. Now, now let me ask you something. <laughs> Did you know what type of gun fired? See, oh that's, my god! Okay, All right, when we talk ridiculous. about the issues of the show, oh I obviously god. I think that was that was not that good. pissed me off. I'm sorry. Because it's one of those things where like, like I get it. You're trying to be different. Come on, yeah, dude. No one, no one fucking talks oh like that. God, that. That was that so really, fucking forced. That was a huge problem so, with the dialogue. So okay, so in the first scene. After the party scene, the party, as you would expect, is broken up by oh, a sure. gunshot. Mm-hmm. And some little quirky game that the group of kids have is they try to identify which gun it, it was that fired off, which is ridiculous. No one can do that. Not even like army specialists can fucking That's do that. That's fucking impossible. It was fucking stupid. That was, oh my God. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah, that was just dumb. But I, okay, I I think we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in the themes because I did write that down. But okay, so you grew up in South Central and you experienced like it was a reality, as as it was for me in Santos because we grew up in in Linwood, which is it's like it's not necessarily like the traditional hoods, but it's hood adjacent. And I grew up in Compton, and I was always in Compton because I had a family, and I've also experienced school shootings. But in terms of like, not did you have any neighbors right? who were like? gang affiliated or anything like that did you ever experience it no one in your family ever experienced it. nobody yeah i mean i was very fortunate in that right that no i have no gang affiliations but yeah like on my blog there are a few sketchy characters and it has happened where in front of my house somebody was like shot down yeah. because of gang like gang involvement you know and you see a lot of graffiti just gangs tagging their territory yeah. so they are like gang life and gang violence has been a background character in my life. Yeah. Growing up. This is one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is because I thought 
because I just from the trailer, I could tell that these kids are going to be kind of outsiders. And because you were so insulated from that, that part of South Central, like the gang life, I thought maybe you would identify in that, like, you were never a part of it, but you, you knew it was a reality that you lived in. Yeah. So did you relate to any of those? those characters are like yeah. that part of the show you know what i mean yeah um or did it just feel too synthetic it felt a little synthetic i mean they although the characters in the show are not involved in gangs they seem to be very oh like aware aware and informed of activities of the yeah. activity you know like how are Almost they so informed if thing. they are not yeah, yeah i also gang. feel like they were so like aloof about gang culture this goes back to the dialogue. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. But I, I think I think that's one of the things that comes from... And this is just an assumption. I don't know if Lauren Lungridge has ever lived this, but yeah. she obviously doesn't know what it's like to be in one of these settings. Yeah. And we've mentioned that gang life has changed or like gang violence has changed, but there's still this certain respect. Not respect like you have to respect gang culture, but like... You just don't talk about shit like that. You just ignore it. Which I think they were, they made the, they constructed the characters in a way where they were conscious of it, but they were so aloof or like, ugh, it's so like, it was like, uh, here's my crazy life again. Like, yeah. How awkward we're seeing like someone being she jumped. Was, jumped she in. was taking like the norm and the whole gang life with South Central and trying to be different. Yeah, right? I think so too. But hey, I, I found myself laughing more at it than with it. Okay. And I, okay, I, I understand that. Yeah. But... I still think it's a little bit refreshing because I've never seen it before. <laughs> oh my God. It's, and I know that's problematic to say because obviously you're not supposed to make light of shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It didn't really bother me that they made light of it. Maybe because I'm not in that culture or maybe because, you know, I, I could see someone saying that this is gentrifying South Central. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gentrified characters of South yeah. Central. But I think it's also like, it was. it's obviously used like as a narrative device. A few times that we see like gangs. Oh, those are the prophets. Yeah. Those are, that's 19th Street, like supposed to be 18th Street, right? Yeah. And like, oh, I'm seeing, like I'm walking to school and I'm seeing somebody being jumped in. Like that that scene where they're jumping him or they're initiating him into the gang, mm-hmm. that's to inform the audience that isn't in the know about yeah. gang culture that like in order to initiate a person into a gang, like they jump them in, you know, which like is, they beat them up. You know? Which like is which is up. one of the things about, that I was, that I was talking about earlier with Dear White People that it's who's the intended audience of this is this a show for white people to know about latino culture is this a show about outsiders wanting to insert themselves in somewhere where they're not so they can relate is it like is it fetishizing this culture or is it is it synthesis is it dope because dope was, was was written by like a black man from south central Florida. Yeah, but like from the like he grew up in the nineties or yeah. not the eighties. Like oh. he's old. Yeah, like he's he's he's, he's, he's been around for a while. Yeah. He he yeah, directed like The Wood and like other yeah. quote unquote hood movies. And this is a new show about from with with a white woman who created Awkward and two dudes who have worked on like hood related stuff. And I don't know any of their backgrounds. So to your point, like as I was watching this, never thought like this was for me. Okay. I think you hit it spot on when you said this was probably written for people not from there, not from the norm okay. in China. But okay, you're not from South Central. I'm not. Did you ever feel like this was an accurate representation of South Central? Not not being from there. Probably not the setting. Probably not now. 
It didn't look all that bad. The surround- the- yeah. I think I thought it was localized as LA. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't like a specific part of LA. It, mm-hmm. it looked more like downtown at East Los. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked more like East Los. But it did not look like South Central necessarily. Yeah, it didn't look like Also, South, South Central is pretty big. Yeah. It stretches. It it's a pretty big. long stretch. Yeah. And there's even like regionalisms in South Central. Yeah. Just the characters. I just never bought it. I never bought it into the okay. characters. Okay. And especially in their conversations. Like, is she the most awkward-esque type character? Monse? I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes also I also didn't like that they said Monse instead of Monse. Monse. With, it, well, it's supposed to be short for Montserrat. Montserrat? Montserrat. I always hear Monse. Yeah. yeah like Monse, but Monse. Yeah. No, Montserrat is the whole name. I've never Ooh. heard of But I don't know why if that's you her name. Up? We're getting some insight. Why, why are you making known, shit up? I've known a few Monses in my life. Ah, she, we're in getting, South Central? We're in getting South. some insight from Miss 323 over here. For real, <laughs> she's, she's throwing up. She's throwing up all the gang signs. Yeah. Oh, shit. She just threw up the, the Mara Salvatrucha oh, sign. Man. She's half Salvador. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to edit that out because you don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So, I'll ask you the same question. How did you feel about... Was this a good representation? Was this too synthetic? Or... Did you think it was like a decent representation? I'm really looking Central. forward to your answer. It could have been anywhere in like it didn't have to be South Central, okay. you know. Like it felt like it wasn't necessarily South Central. It could have been Linwood. It could have been Compton. It could have been any of the southeast cities. It could be an amalgamation of all of our communities, you know. Yeah. Which is fine because that's kind of what it felt like. like. Overall, I thought I was gonna hate the like the gang life thing but i actually didn't hate it i i think it was like an okay like representation of i i think the only thing that the gang life stuff was kind of annoying was it was kind of comical like the shit the guys would say i was like nobody says ese nobody says compa nobody says like nobody straight up calls people hyena people say it people, people do, say it but not like <laughs> but it felt every, like performance it honestly yeah. felt know? like performance my favorite part of like the gang life performance was the very first scene where they like where they grab ruby kind of scared quote-unquote cholos or essays or whatever essays. i thought that was funny <laughs> i thought that was funny because they're like it's like someone who's supposed to be traditional hardcore and they're just like idiots you get that scene where uh cesar and monse are talking did you guys think they had chemistry i think it was there the were, small sample i think it's hard to have chemistry as kids it was they were a little stiff i think yeah. mm. all, all right, right let's get into the theme so, so i did think that it was similar to dope because it's that synthesis or that fusion of like indie culture, all things and Latino-ness. Because it was very, very coded as you're watching Latino characters. There was like the Virgin Mary. There was him wearing like a quinceanera dress. Mm-hmm. The mom like yes. speaking Spanish. Little light up statues of like... I love the religious sheep, iconography. Like, yeah. the, the that was re- great. Well, I love the religious iconography. I thought it was great. Because yeah. my mom has an entire wall dedicated to Jesus and the Virgin Mary yeah. in my house. So, Not just a wall, like outside. Oh yeah, we have, they a have little, like an installation. Yeah, we have a little statue. Yeah, the there's Mary. like there's Life like the, the war that Jesus fought for everyone. <laughs> I got a statue of, of Jesus Christ. Anyway, so I think one of the biggest themes is how gang life is a constant looming threat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's overt because they're constantly, constantly, constantly showing these like images of gang life where it's it's the lowriders or like the old oldies cars. It's the way they look. It's 
the gang initiation where they jump people. Even the backgrounds, like they're constantly like aware and they're constantly looking behind their backs. They're running. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was something that is interesting that it's weaved throughout the entire episode because it is both the looming threat of living in South Central, Mm -hmm. but also a reality. Like, yes, we're tired of it. Yes, it's annoying that those are the the only stories that Latinos get. But it is a reality. And I don't know how how rampant it is if it's like the 90s. Obviously, it's not that bad. Uh, I don't know how how rampant the current membership is or like how mm-hmm. how much they seek new members and shit like that but i don't know i thought it was i didn't i didn't mind it as much as i thought i was gonna mind it the trailer made it seem like it was gonna be a lot worse but it, it was a little it was the presentation was a lot softer than i thought it was gonna be it never felt forced to you uh the constant reminder the only thing that felt forced to me was the dialogue that the cholos were saying okay it was like a joke to me i was like are you fucking serious like they were saying you gotta get your haina or yeah. the way they said homie was just you guys are obviously not familiar with these words like you say it in a way where you don't you've never said this before when the fuck have you ever seen a disrespectful elotero man i'm sorry uh, oh, that's, a, that's something else that's, 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 that's something that i really want to get into yeah. is but, the gender yes but first i do want to say about Maybe I'm, re- I'm I still want to talk about the gang life. Um, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I do like that the gang members were older. Yeah. Like they were the like the older brothers. Okay. There is an understanding that Makes the main sense. characters and even like kids nowadays, like they don't want to be involved in gang life. Like it's just like a circumstance. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that you pointed that out because there is this idea that like gang members were constant terrorists in like the 90s or like these 90s narratives of like blood and blood out and shit like that. Or like even movies with centered around white characters, like Havoc with Anne Hathaway and she goes to the hood to buy a fucking angel dust or some shit. These guys were constant threats. Training day is the same thing. Cholos were constant threats, which they use some Middle Eastern dude to be the head of the Cholos. But these dudes, while they are threatening, they're not constantly trying to recruit every single person like there's this respect this is our life and these kids want to live their life yeah. and we're not gonna disrespect that yeah we're not trying to recruit every kid that's yeah. on our block like they're not isis yeah <laughs> yeah and i think i think maybe we maybe we were we're reading too much into it but i think i like i really like that idea and maybe they're gonna like continue with it but even like as a community i think we're yes gang life is a threat but it has decreased in the last absolutely like 15 20 years last week la like the supreme court of la ruled against a law that was in place of racializing or discriminating against pe- people that look like gang members latinos that look like gang members yeah. it was a racial profiling and they're like yeah that's unconstitutional that's prejudice and so they did away with it so even now as a community, we're starting to move away from gang life and gang stereotype. We can get into the way masculinity plays a part because I think the appearance of a cholo is important because it's not just the gang part of it. It's also just a culture. It's like a, it's a lifestyle. They look a certain way, they dress a certain way, and they act a certain way, which is where the gender dynamics gets into it. And I also like that Cesar wasn't, he didn't immediately shave his head. He's obviously going to keep that that come over kind of thing. 
it is a culture they want to look a certain way, like they want to work out. And, they want, and I think that gets into the way that the gender dynamics play out. I think the best example is when Monse wants to confront Cesar about what the rumor that he started. And the first time, the, first the time. very first time, yes. Yeah. So she like confronts him and then says, uh, Cesar said some foul mm-hmm. shit where like yeah. he's like, oh, you got to sit on my face or some shit. But he was obviously doing it to look harder for to make boys. exactly. Yeah. He was trying to look harder for his boys. Monse being his friend, she realized that. She realized that and she hated it because he's trying to be something else. Yeah. And I think the way they present puberty for Monte was interesting mm-hmm. because she was obviously riding high from like looking better, like looking different because she got her, her braces off. Well, I actually, I did like Monte a lot and like she's the only girl yeah. in the entire like show. It's like spunky. Yeah. yeah. And I like that they do show her like she's going through puberty. She's like experiencing being like feminine, having feminine traits. Right, like she, she, her, her boobs are out. You know yeah. who she reminded me of? You watched Degrassi, the black girl that gets pregnant by the kid that dies. Liberty? Yeah. yeah. You didn't think so? I never thought Liberty was all that cute. I, I think Monza's cuter. Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't know. She just ran. She because Liberty like was like a, a tomboy. Yeah, she was confident. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do like that. Like she's obviously a tomboy, but like she's still a girl, and she's yeah. like going through puberty, and like she's having men old men, all kinds of men look at her a certain way that she's not used to. That it looked yeah. that it was foul. I like that scene where she realizes the wave that she was riding of looking good after the, the effects of puberty, it comes crashing down really quick because someone cat calls her. Yeah, I thought, like, even though it was an elotero man that said, what, saborosa, like, even though he cat called her, I loved it. I love that part. Because but that, that that plays into, like, the sitcom, like, hilarity. Yeah. Because it's it's obviously ridiculous, but it was still funny. But, like, as a, as a young girl going through puberty, you start getting all of this attention, all of this unwanted attention, just walking down the street. Yeah. You know, like, me walking home as a, as a sixth grader, random men just honked at me or, like, whistled at me. You know, I'm like, I... Trash. Like, you can't see my face. Like, I'm, I was wearing a hoodie. The only, like, you can tell that it was a girl. That's it. Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you doing this to me, you know? Yeah. Another important part about, like, where we get an in to the way that these characters conceptualize gender is when Mario, which is Ruby's brother, talks about don't bone Monse. Because if you bone Monse, it's pretty much going to ruin your entire dynamic. So I think that since they're so young, it's still a little platonic. But I think that jump cut, that jump to 10 weeks later, moves these kids from innocence with the looming threat of gang violence to adolescent, like hormones and shit like that. And now sexuality has been lightened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's an awakening of sexuality, but it's very gendered in that men do these things. And in order to avoid that, those issues is don't have sex with your friend, months or whatever, mm-hmm. which ends up happening. And that's kind of where the story it looks like that's that's what the future of the show is going to be yeah. tackling. One of the themes that I liked, which is part of that synthesis, is uh, that these kids are both sheltered and hyper aware. Like they're sheltered because they don't perform in the way that like the normal or the norm of the South Central life residents or people live. But they also know they live that reality, but they're not part of like the normal culture. Or at least that that's the way the first scene presents. Yeah, I mean like. Or even, like, growing up in, like, sketchy, sketchy, quote-unquote, sketchy neighborhoods, right? Um, 
you know not to do certain things, you know, like don't walk home by yourself at night. You know, like that's kind of how it seemed. Like they grew up in these neighborhoods and they know they know what happens in the neighborhood. They knew a little too much. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it was yeah. overdone. Yeah. But Mm-hmm. I also think the the thing with uh, Sasad is this whole like self fulfilling prophecy where it seemed a little theatrical to me where he's just ugh I can never escape the the reality of my family and like this is what I have to be and you just don't understand which was a little dramatic. I didn't uh, buy the whole him fearing becoming Oscar. Okay. Like I, I to me it just I feel like he was the worst. You think it was his performance? Oh. Yeah, he was definitely the okay. one cast that I thought. I could see that. You didn't think yeah. so? I thought that scene was awful. I thought it was like yeah. overplayed. It felt like he was like performing like Shakespeare. Like, yeah. That's what like I'm Romeo. saying. Like it felt in like not a good way. Yeah, and definitely not. This way. is something we can escape yeah. Juliet. Like, yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> Which is, you know, like, did they ever do that kind of stuff in Awkward? Uh, like these overblown, dramatized moments? I'm pretty sure I mean, that happened. Yeah, but... Not with, like, gang life. No, not with gang. Definitely not. See, I think, and this is reading way too into it, Romeo and Juliet has gangs in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's supposed to be, like, the thing. And I know that she's not part of a gang, so that's thrown out the window. But his theatricality was, to me, felt like some theater play where, like, he was trying to go after. Maybe that was just a poor choice on, like, the actor or maybe the direction that was bad, but it, it just seemed way too dramatized a kind of low-key moment mm-hmm. in a show that so far had been kind of low-key and just like comedic which i think we should talk about the comedy because i thought the comedy was hilarious I, I i thought it was really funny like i actually laughed pretty often i don't know i don't know if it felt flat i laughed too the uh jamal's little side story i thought that's yeah that's jamal most... jamal's probably my favorite yeah definitely and he's he was the the visual and like physical acting was great yeah the pulling of the arm. With his dad. Yeah. yeah. yeah He's like good. dreading telling his dad about yeah. not wanting to just be in football. first, like first listen, like the when Jamal is first introduced, that he's like the smart one and he like uses all this like vocabulary and mm-hmm. like, I thought I was going to hate him. I'm like, oh God, like, oh, he's just, he's smart. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Billy from Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the Urkel and shit. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, I, like, I think he was really great. Like. I'm really glad like yeah. in the direction that his character went in throughout the pilot. I just thought Ruby Ruby was great. Like he was like this wanting to be like big man kind of person, but he ends up is like I felt his He's his, constantly cut down by everyone in his family. I just felt his story his was the weakest. Ruby? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like he so. was he was his was the most subtle. I feel like every everyone else was a little bit more serious. I mean, he was the comedy relief, right? I think him and Jamal were the couple. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I thought Jamal's, you know, um, but it fear up, of like not being honest with his dad. But that ends up that turning into a joke where he's like, he's like, dad, dad, I, I just don't like football. He's like, because I love it. Like that ends up being like a joke at the end of the day. Okay, that's fine. But we didn't need that again with the whole like, oh, I had a room. Now I don't. Okay, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. yeah you like, know what I'm saying? They're both kind of, they both have the same like story. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like it felt melodramatic. Like Ru- Ruby is just like. Spoiled kid with the whole room thing. Well, I don't know about spoiled kid. It's spoiled kid for like people who don't have much. Yeah, because but... we know like a lot of our friends have never had rooms, and that's okay. that's a reality. I like that about the way that this Latino family lived. Where like oftentimes you prioritize the older person who just is down on their luck. Like his grandma had like came to misfortune, so she has to live with them. 
And that's a reality of, of people in Latino cultures because we'll cram a bunch of people into houses. It just kind of happens. Yeah, but his little side story didn't do much for mm-hmm. me. I just thought everyone else's had a little serious, a little bit more serious tone, even Jamal's. I get that. Yeah. All right, so I guess the last thing we'll we'll get into. Broken TVs, though. Yeah, we'll do how many broken. So we do broken TVs, which is like stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, there's Mary. no reason. Are you you can Mary. you can leave now, sir. We've gotten everything we needed from you. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, can just. This is pilot boys. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, well, it's very Karen. gendered, and I don't like being here right now. <laughs> right. Wait, we didn't talk about how great, like, and empowered Monse is. Although I think the actress still needs like a bit of work. Yeah, yeah she's, definitely. She's, she's she's rough. I've never seen her anywhere else, so I'm pretty sure this is like her biggest her gig. Break. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Sierra Capri. Yeah. Think? Yeah, I think she was great. Like, she's like strong, strong-willed. Like, she didn't want to give up on. Finding mm-hmm. out the truth, you know. Yeah. Um. I I like the character. Yeah. And I'm I do looking too. forward to how how it's gonna play out, especially because she's the only girl on the show. Yeah. Like okay. in the entire in the entire first episode. Uh, oh no no no. Jasmine I, though. Yeah, she's Jasmine. pretty funny. Yeah. We didn't even talk, didn't about, even ja- talk about Jasmine. Yeah. I love Jasmine. <laughs> oh shit. She she. I thought she reminded me of Friday a lot. But yeah, I thought I thought her comedy. Yeah, was really it worked great. well. The whole asthma that, thing. That to me was probably the character that was best synthesized because she was obviously racialized or ethnicized as Latina, but she was a little quirky, but not too quirky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's I thought just, that worked really well for Yeah, me. she's trying to fit in with them. She's trying to be their friend. Right? Yeah. yeah. But she's also like a little weird. Yeah, she is a little weird, but, but like, she's trying. In like a not too weird way, yeah. you know what I mean? I thought I wasn't going to like her, but... She really grew like the second time. The she second was shown, time she came like, out, she was way better. Like that's it. Like, yeah. yeah, she did it. Yeah, she you're it. cool. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting to the ratings. So we'll let our guests go first. What? How many broken TVs out of five would you give this? Broken TV sounds bad. Yeah. It's just bad. So wouldn't you? If it's like a really bad show, wouldn't it be five broken TVs because it's really bad, and one oh broken TV? No. Okay. This is literally uh, your first episode. No. You don't get to say if no. the TV is no. fixed or broken. Yeah, yeah, no. No. Okay. I would give it 3.5. Okay. Ooh. That's, pretty, that's pretty strong. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty strong. I thought, well, it's because I saw the trailer and I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah, and you, I, yeah, you were like, why would you show me this? What the yeah, fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate it and I was pleasantly surprised. So, I mean, yeah, I think 3.5. I have good. too many problems with it. I just thought... The big the one the one issue I had with it was enough for me to bring it down a lot. Okay, which so was the dialogue, the dialogue, the dialogue, the dialogue, pleasantly dialogue, dialogue. But <clears throat> other than that, I thought it was pretty strong pilot. But I will rate it the same. I think three point five. Okay, I think that's fair. That's pretty. Fair. I really liked the first episode. I think the weakest part for me was. The part that I didn't mind as much as everyone else did, which was the gang stuff. But it's only because I didn't think it was either done well or done too poorly. It just was kind of okay. So I think if they had handled that a little bit better, if they had lessened that, and just you just see the kids and the way they act like in high school would have worked really well for me. So I think I'm going to go with it was pleasantly surprising dialogue that I really liked. 
I fucking hate you. So I, I'm going to go either 3.8 or like a low 4. That's pretty strong, buddy. I don't know if it's a 4. It's it's like... It's definitely not a 4. It's not a 4, but it's not not a 4. No, it's <laughs> definitely not a 4. I wanted to give it a 4, but like, four, I don't know. Uh, 3.8 uh, to 4. It, broken maybe, TVs, broken TVs. Maybe if it didn't have that shitty dialogue, it'd probably be a 4. Wait, what's dialogue? Do you mean dialogue? <laughs> fucking god alright <clears throat> so okay 4 broken TVs I, I said 3.8 broken TVs yeah, but that's not that's pretty good, that's but, pretty good. but you kind of want to give it a 4 didn't you give it a 3.8 somebody gave that, it a 3.8 he, gave, oh, he yeah, gave champions a 3.8 yeah. I gave it a 3.5 champions I like this pilot better than champions, champions? yeah I think so too yeah definitely yeah I think alright I'll go with 4 just to be diff you know? That's your first four? No, I gave AP Bio 4 to 4.5. Oh, Broken God. TVs. I think I gave it a 3.8, right? No, you gave it a four. I don't remember. Anyway, so try. let's get into the prediction. It was, like by the eight. way, the Champions one does not count because it was my first time. And I wasn't aware of this whole Broken TV thing. Yeah, you did. So... I literally told you then. So you knew. But that was my first time. I mean, you can't really count. You don't really count the first time. If I can go back in time, maybe I'd change it. You don't know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's get into the predictions. We'll let uh, our guest go first. Guest? Predict what? Oh, God. Oh my God. This is why you will never be a pilot this boy. This is why <laughs> your check will not be in the mail and you will be paid nothing. Sir. Are you even from South Central? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Whatever. I right, was so, delightful. So I was delightful. Predictions. <laughs> I like that. Okay, it's, sure. it's just pretty good. Hey, you want to add it up? <laughs> I like that. So how long do you think hey, the show will, hey, you single? will go for? Oh, it's a Netflix show. It is. Yeah. It makes it a little difficult. Yeah. You know, Netflix shows, like, they last. They don't last. They don't. I'm going to say three seasons. Three? Three oh, seasons. Three seasons. Oh, okay. Hold on, though. For predictions, like that a little some some. will this have a finale? Or are they just going to cut it off? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, is it going to be an artistic integrity kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like is it going to be Breaking Bad? I don't think so. Like, they go Ooh. to college or something? What if it... I don't okay, know. It's so a Netflix see, show. I don't yeah, know. This is harder. It's yeah, it, it is hard. That, that's why... This is hard. <laughs> but what if, like, by the end of the episode, the end of the first season, like, they all die or something? Wow. Game of Thrones, too? Because in the trailer, Seth had, like, murder somebody with a gun. Ooh. And they guessed the caliber. Of the so weapon. you think 10 episodes is enough to build him killing one of the friends? See, that? that's what I think. Just based on that trailer... I think that's where it's going to come to, where, like, maybe not kill him, kill one of the friends, but something like that. Injured. Something deadly is going to happen. Okay. So, do you think by the end of those three seasons, there will be a finale? Well, actually, this reminds me of The Get Down, which is another Netflix show. That, that has terrible. It was terrible. But it got canceled after its second season. No, it didn't, actually. No? It was only meant to be two parts, and that's why people didn't get it because it was supposed it had ended it was just a finite story and it ended oh yeah because really? La- uh, baz Luhrmann was just like 
it didn't get canceled. Like I finished my story. Was it that bad though? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I, I hate Baz Luhrmann. He's terrible. Who's he's, that? He's just, I like him. Was it the creator? Or? He's the guy who did like Romeo and Juliet, the like modern one. Mm. He also did like Moulin Rouge. He also did The Great Gatsby. Oh, I ain't watching that trash. <laughs> he just does like hyper stylized <laughs> oh, shit. And I just I'm not a fan. Were the visuals even nice in that movie? Which one? Great Gatsby. It was like an Avengers movie. It was like green screen everything. I didn't watch it. Uh, I watched it. Which is like why? Mm. Like movies like that, you're supposed to use like set pieces and shit. But I loved Romeo and Juliet though. Romeo plus Juliet. Cutting. So ending or no ending? Ending. Okay. Ending. All right. Mm. Okay. You're just saying that because you're from South Central. Wow. Is she even there? This show isn't even in South Central. Yes, it is. <laughs> we looked it up, sort of. All Maybe right. Hot, How about you? Um, I'll be nice. I'll be nice, but not that nice. I'll say three seasons, no ending. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with two seasons, and it's going to get canceled, and there will be no revival because it's on Netflix. Well, and it'll be know. forgotten. It might be one of those those unprecedented things where Hulu. No, bitch. There's not. That's never been a thing. And, well, that's, there you go. It's, it's unprecedented. I mean, yeah. Netflix is already like the afterlife. You can't have an extra afterlife. You don't after know that. that. It's never happened before. I don't know. Two seasons. I don't see it going very far. I don't even know if it'll get picked up for a second season. I don't know. Maybe we are being too nice. Oh, damn it. You're making me second guess it. I saw some headlines on when I looked up the show and... People are raving about it. They're saying it's binge worthy. That's not how we do binge worthy. Is not necessarily binge like a worthy. good. But it means that people are watching it. Yeah, we, we don't Google stuff. That's not how you pilot boy. Well, I was looking up the cast, and like you know, they pop up. That's how. That's how. That's 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 pilot boy material. We Google stuff. That's it. All right, we're done. That's it. Yeah. Sign us off, Karen. All right. Guest. Just... No, do your little pilot voice. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no attention, no. passengers, we are about to land. Oh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, ding. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, thank Karen. You, Karen. Thank you. For... Our first guest. Your check is uh, in the mail. Wow. Thanks. See, if we ever become a thing or successful, you'll always be our first guest. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of possibly. I'll the, always be your first guy. Hey, possibly the worst. You might get a check in like ten years. <laughs> you might. Is this is Royalties. this a threesome? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> sign, yeah. Signing off. Let's y'all. just go to Austin. Yeah. Real, yeah. <laughs> you you want to go? I have an extra ticket. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Adios. Uh, peace. Do you guys want to say say anything? Say bye or something. I did. I said bye. Peace. Oh. Jesus. What? What more do you want?